Pickaxe. Hello and welcome back to the Review of Death, a Doctor Who podcast and your home for Doctor Who news and reviews. I am Matthew Toffolo and joining me from New Zealand is my good friend, Billy Garrett Young. How are you doing, Billy? Oh no, <laughs> fuck. Somebody at Doctor Who magazine really hates me. Have you been like planning on that intro since you found out? <laughs> I'm so sorry. It has to be done. Sorry, Don't change Billy, my lower Billy third. John. <laughs> there we go. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, we were going to talk about Turn Left this week, but yeah. so much stuff has happened with regards to the 60th anniversary. There's so much stuff being announced. Um, yeah. There's so much stuff that's happened already that I think we'd just be playing a major game of catch up if we left it all to our uh, 23rd of November episode. Yeah. Um, where I guess, you know, that's a big one. We're going to be talking about the 60th anniversary as a mm-hmm. whole and, you know, we'll be celebrating Doctor Who's 60th anniversary. Yeah. So um, bring your, um, bring whatever drinks you fancy uh, and, you know, if you want to bring some poppers or something like that, then I'm sure that wouldn't go uh, go amiss. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, we are going to be talking about all the stuff that's I hope, been going I hope you mean down. party poppers, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be talking about all the stuff that's been going down, uh, all the fun things that have been occurring. Um, mm. But first, Matt, uh, in the last episode, we were talking about your trip to Paris. How did yeah. that go from a Doctor Who standpoint? It was fantastic. Um, yeah, we spent the first day there solely looking for Doctor Who locations and reenacting uh, the publicity photos. We found every we found every spot. Um, we even found the gallery, uh, and I'm glad we found this. This one I was most proud of because you can kind of find the Eiffel Tower and Notre Dame with... Yeah, it's, it's quite it's easy to, to find those. Yeah, <laughs> but the one that I was really pleased that we found was the art gallery where they, so say, part the TARDIS. Um, ah, in, right. And the reason why I was glad that we found it is because it is now completely abandoned and... Ooh. They've gutted it all out and there there was like construction work going on in there. So it's been completely overhauled into something else. Um, but when wow. we went there, it still had the glass doors on it. It still had the, the door handle that I think Tom touched and um, the alarms went off. Uh, do you know that story? And the alarms went off and they all buggered off and left JNT. Oh, yeah. To, yeah, on yeah, the actual to, recording. Yeah, 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 to deal with the police. Um <laughs> And they still had the, the awning outside saying what the name of the gallery was. So if you're if you're going to Paris and you want to do some Doctor Who location scouting, better do it quick because it might not look like that oh, for much yeah. longer. Um, and people did think we were insane that we were having this like photo outside of what was basically a building site. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, of all the things in who. Paris to have your photo taken in front of, uh, they're probably thinking, "Wow, oh, most weird, of Paris weird looks like that, doesn't it? Apart from the Eiffel Tower, it's all kind of yeah. you know, abandoned <laughs> buildings and graffiti. It's just like any normal city." Well, this is it. The bloody Eiffel Tower looks like a building site now because they've they're digging up all the ground for the yeah. uh, Olympic Games. So we couldn't. People were saying to me, "Oh, you should have stood on the bollard uh, to do the Tom Baker photo." Well, I couldn't stand on the bollard because the bloody bollard isn't there anymore. Some bastard pulled it down. <laughs> Gutting. That's a bit How like when they? you go to St Paul's Cathedral and you want to take the Cyberman photo and realise yeah. those steps haven't been there for about twenty, thirty years. Yeah. Oh, it's ru- they ruined it. What did they do that for? Bloody oh, accessibility. Pedestrianisation, <laughs> Matt. Oh, fuck. I knew you were going to say that. Right. 
Let's move on. It so, was so the Daleks um, could get up there. Oh, come on. <laughs> yes, it was only for the benefit of less mobile Doctor Who monsters like Sil. That's right. Uh, the Daleks. Uh, Chumleys. The war machines, Chumleys, you know. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's talk about the Hooniverse, Matt, which has finally arrived. It has dropped. Yes. It is alive. It is happening. It feels weird to be saying it considering, like, I think in some of our earliest episodes of the podcast, we were talking about how Hooniverse LLC had been registered as like a production yeah. company and all that. And then, of course, we saw Shooty Gatwa at the studios in Bad Wolf with the mural saying Hooniverse. And we were like, right, yep. something's cooking. Uh, but now to finally see it actually activated and happening mm. is really, really exciting. So it was uh, unveiled with a, an ident, which is going to go at the start of every single piece of Doctor Who media from this point on. Well, uh, which is very. You, you say oh. that because I've watched stuff on iPlayer. Like, epi- you, if you watch an episode of Doctor Who, it mm. doesn't play, or at least it wasn't oh, okay. playing the other day. But if you watch something like okay. Tales of the Tardis, which we're going to be talking about in a bit, right? Then it will play. Or if you watched the David Tennant documentary, which I'm sure we'll talk about in a bit. Yeah, played on that. So it's it's weird. It doesn't play on everything. Maybe it's like everything from this point on, or maybe I don't know if people have had a look at the spin-offs on there. Like if Sarah Jane and Torchwood. Well, has we it watched. On there. We've watched two episodes of Torchwood recently, and neither okay. of them have it. So it Fine. might just be for like new stuff. I can see that. That 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 sort of makes sense. But it's very much in the style of uh, the Star Wars intro that we get yeah. now on. Disney Plus stuff, and of course the Marvel um, Cinematic Universe openings. Um, I think we even suggested this was going to be a thing again months ago when the Hooniverse thing was being touted and the first yeah. uh, uh, whispers of the Disney Plus thing were, were were kind of circulating. So what did you think of it when it when it first dropped? I know that you and I were not overly keen on the fact that we don't have the theme in there, the UEUs, yeah. and kind of... A semblance of Ron Grainer. Um, I'm, I'm sure, as you said on Twitter, that's a rights thing um, to mm. do with Warner Brothers. Uh, but well, yeah, what did you make of it when it first dropped? Like visually, I think it's great. Um, I know, obviously, I know people are sort of saying it was the Disney Disneyification or Marvelification of Doctor Who, uh, and I don't necessarily think that's a problem because I think you know if if Doctor mm. Who is going to stand among these titans of streaming, then I guess it needs to feel like it fits in there. Uh, and when you've got at least yeah. 60 years worth of history to draw upon, you know, there's no reason why they can't do that. Hell, the fact mm. that there was bloody uh, CGI creatures from class in it. Oh, my God. Is quite, Isn't that the one that comes amazing. out of the, the PE teacher's ass? Apparently so. I cannot remember this episode. Um, I've blocked most of class from my memory well, anyway. Y- yeah, well, me too. Um, so I was quite uh, quite impressed to see that that made its way onto the screen. Coquillian um, as well is in there, is is yeah. you know, front and centre. Yeah, very good. Apparently that was Russell's um, own personal oh. uh, preference that Coquillian be in it, uh, which is fair enough. I think it's great. Have more old monsters in it. And he looks great mm. anyway, because it's such an interesting yeah. design. Um, yeah, so I think visually great. Bit of a shame that not all of the Doctors get a look in. Yeah. That, that's a bit weird, because Annie was like, Where's Peter Davison? And I was like, oh yeah. Well, but then, but then, where's know, Matt Smith? And where's Christopher Eccleston? This is all very interesting. So, w- when I first saw it, I thought 
this is going to be a bit modular. I reckon they're going to be able to swap those clips out as and when. Yeah. Because you think, you know, I, I, I hate bringing up professional wrestling on a Doctor Who podcast because it's not the place or time to do it. But uh, for the openings of all the WWE shows, they have like the WWE sting. And right. obviously they have a lot of people coming in and out of the company. Uh, Hulk Hogan says something racist and they can't really have him in the intro sting. So yeah. a lot of those elements are modular so they can slip clips in and out depending on who's yeah. in favor with the company and who isn't. So I would guess that there, there'll probably be variations upon this where uh, maybe John in the bottom left-hand corner gets swapped out for Matt or or whatever. Yeah. Um, when or if Ruby Sunday departs the show at, at some point, I'm sure that her icon will be changed to a new companion. You know, yeah. that's that's probably quite likely. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. I think the, the Marvelification of all of this is a natural progression of where the show is going. Um, yeah. it, it's <clears throat> obviously very influenced by how Disney Plus have been dealing with licenses like Star Wars and, of course, Marvel. Um, and it's it, it makes perfect sense to me. I, I, I understand yeah. that some people may be a bit adverse to it because it's not like we've ever seen anything like this before. No. Um, but then equally, you could say that having the Jodie intro on the collection sets is a bit like this, or maybe that will start to be phased out and we'll start getting this on the front of the collection yeah, sets. Yeah, maybe we'll the get the Hooniverse on the, on the collection sets, which would be cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I'll be honest, now that I've heard it a few times, because it was, you know, in the front of all of the Tales of the TARDIS uh, episodes, the music, I've sort of, yeah, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not quite so... I, someone did say that the end of it is kind of like the intro theme... Mm. I can't necessarily say if that is the case or if that's just coincidental. Um, but yeah, I still think even um, the the Jodie Whittaker ident that you were talking about that is on the collection sets, even that sort of music, that's got more of a Doctor Who etherealness mm. to it. But I think that in itself just... Um, it just goes to show the difference in showrunners, really, because, mm. you know, I think for Chibnall, as you can hear it with the music that is in his stories, you know, the the music is a bit more, not atmospheric, but it's that, it's... Um, I think Ethereal quite, was, was the yeah, right word. It's, yeah, it's not quite so... It's not bombastic like Murray yeah. Gold's. And I think for Russell... His idea of Doctor Who is it should be big and it should be, you know, loud and proud, really. Um, mm. Which, okay, that's fine. But, you know, that for me, I think that's just one take on it. I think if you'd have just gone with something a bit more, I don't know, spooky or haunting, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's it's I trying to it's encompass to a lot, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. It's got to yeah. try and cover all of its bases. And also, I have to say... In, uh, in much the same way with the opening of Skyfall, everybody was really disappointed that we didn't get the gun barrel at the start. But yeah. then Sam Mendes said the first shot of the film is James Bond walking into a corridor in silhouette. And then it yeah. just felt weird and jarring having the gun barrel at the front. So I think having the Doctor Who theme replicated more uh, accurately, or as we would expect to hear it in the ident, is then going to sound odd if you slam straight into the theme tune immediately after the ident, if you see yeah. what I mean. Yeah. So I, I think it's it's probably better that there is a bit more of a, a motif that isn't directly related to the theme that's 
summing up give, the Hooniverse. Just plug that theme tune into my brain. I don't care. Yeah. Play it on a loop. <laughs> <laughs> all day, every day, from cradle to grave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's all you want. Um, so that was the first sight we saw of the Hooniverse. Um, and yeah. it was really exciting because it um, hinted at something that actually was announced just a couple of days later. Uh, which we'll skip right down the list and talk about now because it's sort of one of the more recent bits of information that's dropped, at least since we've started recording. Yeah, uh, God knows. Yeah, we what should is say I don't, have we, at the we, moment. Yeah, have we said that we're recording this on the fourth of November? Um, it's probably worth saying that. Yeah. Yeah. So this is going to go out on the oh, my calendar's gone. Whatever day this is going out, but by the time you hear this, yeah. obviously this will be all out of date, and there'll have been a lot more news, undoubtedly, between now. And the Thursday this goes out. Um, yeah. So bear with us because we'll cover all that news on the following episode. <laughs> exactly. We'll play catch up. And of course, we're very active on the Twitter sphere and yeah. also on the Review of Death Discord and on Patreon. So anything that we need to keep up with, we will keep up with and, and we will talk about there in the You moment. know where to find us. Uh, but yes, yeah, so in the uh, Hooniverse Ident, we saw a clip of Daleks colorized. Mm. Yeah, uh, from their very first appearance. And this was a rumour that we had heard earlier in the year. I think the original rumour came along with the news that Underwater Menace was going to get animated. And, and the, the smugglers. smugglers. Yeah. Um, so I guess we're still waiting on confirmation for that to happen. Um, so it wasn't entirely inaccurate, but I think that original news suggested that it was an unearthly child that was going to get uh, colorization. Yeah. Um, so... I, I can only assume that that was never the plan because it's not like you can turn around, um, you know, a, a, a colorization this quickly uh, if no. they suddenly had to pivot when they realized Steph Coburn wasn't going to play ball. Yeah. Well, I mean, judging from the tweets that I've seen of people who worked on it, it seems like it was a year, a year's project, mm-hmm. you know, 12 months at least. Um, and I think really it would have made, it makes more sense to do the Daleks because... It's the Daleks. It's, it is the story mm. that put Doctor Who on the map, you know, regardless of an unearthly child being the first story, the Daleks made it a success. So it makes, and it, and commercially it makes more sense because I think more people are going to be interested to see a story, the, the first story with the Absolutely. Daleks. And from a visual um, standpoint as well, you're not just yeah. going to be in dark caves and jungles. And well, stuff. that's it. Um, yeah, so I think there's a lot more going on there. Uh, I saw a few people who were a bit, uh, hesitant about the idea and just couldn't understand why it was being done. Uh, I'm all for it because at the end of the day, yeah. it's not it's not getting rid of the original seven part serial, you know, and that's still on iPlayer and you're still going to be able to watch it. But it's just, I mean, it's more for new fans really to be able to go in and exactly. watch it and see it. You know, if you're not used to watching black and white TV, Hell's Bells, black and white seven mm. episode story. I mean, it's hard going, even for me. I mean, Annie was thrilled with it because, you know, she's like, God, that, that's seven episodes that's really hard to get mm. through. And I find it hard to get through. You know, 25 minutes of trying to jump over that gap uh, <laughs> in like part five or six or whatever it is. God, it goes on forever. So the fact that they probably trimmed that right down is great. And mm. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing it through fresh eyes. And, you know, they've said yeah. they've added new effects and stuff to it. So that would be cool. Marquez has... Um, mm. He's well. They 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 said that he's done a new score, but I'm sure he's clarified since that it's actually the Tristram Carey score, and he has um, added to it, and he's 
you know, obviously where they've cut it, it's going to cut the soundtrack yeah. because it's all burnt in. So he's obviously used his special trickery to mask those bits and take those bits up and probably add new bits to it to make yeah. it all segue nicely. Uh, so I'm really excited. I, I can't wait to see it. Me too. Um, I can understand why people are a bit dubious because there is that initial feeling of, you know, this is getting rid of the previous experience. But like you say, it isn't. It's still out there to watch and enjoy. Like, you know, yeah. it's even more accessible now that it's on the iPlayer. Um, yeah. This sort of stuff's been going on for ages. Like, I remember when the Laurel and Hardy DVDs first started coming out years and years yeah. and years ago. They would have colorized versions of the black and white original short films. So, yeah. uh, and God, you know, the, the Beatles have been mixed and remixed into, you know, Infinity um, yeah. ad infinitum. You can still go back and find George Martin's original mixes um, from way back in the 60s. Um, yeah. It's just an, it's an update uh, in much the same way that Beatles stuff is being mixed for people who just play stuff out of a single speaker like most young people do. Fucking sound yeah. ancient saying that out loud. Uh, <laughs> it is much more enjoyable for a, a person getting into Doctor Who to watch a 75-minute colorized edit of a yeah. very long, drawn-out story. The only thing this is missing is uh, Nicholas Briggs uh, recording over all of David Graham's original voices. And I, I, I have to say, I would not have been shocked. If, I would have been very annoyed, but I would not have been shocked if that was on the uh, on the original list. I, well, I, I'm glad that they didn't go that far with it. <laughs> Just as well. Um, so yeah, that's really fabulous. That's coming out on the 23rd of November and it will be on BBC Four. So yeah. um, lots of Doctor Who across all of the BBC. Um we should go back to uh, the dawn of the Hooniverse and talk about the first major bit of content that dropped, uh, yeah. which was Tales of the TARDIS. So yeah. for months there had been talk in Doctor Who magazine that Scott Hancock had been working in the studio on a special little project um, and gave the initials T-O-T-T, -T, yeah. which people put two and two together and thought it's got to be something of the TARDIS. Yeah. Uh, and it arrived with a series of um, basically new introductions for omnibus edits of particular stories that have some sort of significance in the Doctor universe, or at least good first introductory stories for each Doctor, uh, yeah. obviously with a couple of exceptions being uh, Tom uh, not being covered in there, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, the, the the TV movie. There's no yeah. talk of that yet. Um, but some people are taking that as an indication that perhaps Paul is involved in something else. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, they've already sort of said, they've kind of teased in some of the interviews that there could be more, not only could there be more to this, but there might be more um, more of these tales of the TARDIS to come later on. I can see uh, that, and I'd be very, very keen to, to see yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, it would have, obviously, it would have been lovely to have done one with Tom, but obviously Tom is now... You know he's 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 old now. Bless him. You know he's not. Mm. He's, he's be, retired. He's retired. Yeah. You know unless they were able to change the format so that the memory Tardis, you know, looked like his front room, his local pub, <laughs> or his local pub. Yeah, I don't think we'll ever see Tom do something. And I think Louise Jameson's incredibly busy. The only way you'd really do it, it would be like Louise Jameson and K Nine. And I think K Nine is currently a bit of a rights nightmare. With Bob Baker's oh, estate. really? Because I, I think so, oh. because I think they're still trying to get this bloody film or TV series made. Oh, that God, ain't gonna happen. Timequake. 
Yeah, it's never going to happen. Come on, let it go. Yeah. Just let the BBC have um, K9 back. So, yeah, bring, bring, bring him back home. We should put missing posters up around uh, Television <laughs> Centre. Um, so, uh, let's talk about some of those individual tales of the TARDIS. So, the first one was Earthshock, which had yeah. uh, Peter Davison and Janet Fielding reprising their roles as the Fifth Doctor and Tegan Javanka, respectively. Uh, yeah. I thought it was a really nice introduction to the format because what I feel like this is doing is it's giving closure to characters. Mm. Um, and I think also it's a weird fusion of seeing the actors interact with each other again on screen. Yeah. That's sort of yeah. like half of the point of doing it, I feel. And and that's yeah. half of the subtext that's going into this. And then of course, the other half of it is, is seeing the characters in that setting again. Um, and I thought that, that Peter and Janet were a perfect way to kick all of that off because, you know, their relationship in real life is very much on screen in this yeah. case of the TARDIS. That, that well, is basically how they are, isn't it? I think that's it. I think for a lot of these tales of the TARDIS, there's this element of when are they, when are they the characters and when are they just themselves? Mm. You know, I think you, you see it with a lot of them. I think you see it a lot with the, definitely with the Peter and Janet one, certainly with Sylve and, um, yeah. And Sophie. Uh, and I think, you know, Joe as well, you know, I think Katie Manning has sort of become that character, that sort of, you know, lovable yeah, grandmother sort of figure. Yeah, this is it. So, yeah, the 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 line is very blurred now. Um, and I think that's just because, you know, they've lived with these characters for so long and doing, you know, these bits at conventions and stuff that exactly. it's now just become sort of second nature to them and a part of them. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it was just lovely to see all of these people back together again. Um, I mean, the only one that I didn't feel particularly nostalgic about was the three doctors, because obviously it was Katie with Clyde. Mm. Um, and I've not watched all of the Sarah Jane adventures. Um, I don't think you have either, have you? No, no, no. Um, so yeah, that was a, it was still lovely. I uh, don't get me wrong, but the relationship there wasn't one that I was, quite so yeah. connected in you know i was i was there for katie really more than you know than than clyde um but the others uh i mean yeah they're they're all great so i mean like with the earth shock one um like you said it, it does a good job of introducing the format um i didn't really get on first viewing i've watched it twice i didn't really understand it on first viewing what the frig they were chatting about with a remembered tardis so i was like so wait is the tardis remembering them is the doctor and tegan are they there because tegan right. said that she was in bed with nissa i think um yes uh you know and i was like well huh what so she she must be there physically but it still looks like the tardis so i'm a I, bit confused i have quite a morbid feeling especially because they all kind of end with let's go off that yeah. this is them passing on <laughs> I was I, I was in bed one minute and then Peter turns around and goes, uh, uh, yes, Tegan, uh, you've had a massive heart attack. <laughs> um, but it was lovely. It was really sweet. And, and I mean, to further push that narrative, if we're going to go down this rabbit hole of, of is it is it not the fevered imaginings of them passing on uh, beyond the veil? Uh, Cliff turns up in uh, the yeah. Three Doctors one, which was yeah. so lovely. But again, like you said, 
it's that blurring of lines because of course Katie uh you know they, they had a relationship in real life and they had the relationship yeah, yeah. on screen uh, yeah. but and the use of the of Cliff's voice in there I thought yeah, was really from, lovely using that yeah. sound bite was beautiful um yeah. and again you know this has been talked about uh, um online and I think um Russell set, has said that he was inspired by the collection set teasers and the trailers yeah. that have been specially shot by Pete McTighe and, and the rest of the BBC Studios team. Um, and they tie that in. was the influence. Yeah. It's beautiful, isn't it? It's like, yeah. we have got a whole other lease of life for these characters in like a narrative sense. Um, yeah. Obviously, there are characters that you might have expected to see pop up in Tales of the TARDIS that are coming into the main show, a la Mel. Um, yeah. You know, and I'm sure we'll have a, a couple more surprises in the 60th and beyond. Um, but I, I think this was a, a really cathartic thing to put out for fan service, um, uh, from the fan service perspective, but also from these performers getting to step back into the role and, you know, in all likelihood, probably for the last time and certainly on a yeah. uh, a scale like that. Yeah, very much so. And I think, you know, that we already sort of know that the three specials aren't going to be multi-doctor stories unless they've mm-hmm. got some modern doctors that they've snuck in in some way. Uh, so I think this was a really good way of, like you said, honouring those past doctors um, and doing it in a way that didn't necessarily feel forced. You know, it was its own side little thing um, because I felt like that was sort of missing, wasn't it, with the 50th? You know, to the point where Peter Davison mm. basically was like, well, we're yeah. not going to be in it, so I'm going to do my own spoof film, uh, which was yeah, fantastic. With, with blackjack and hookers. Exactly. Um, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so it was nice for them to actually say, right, you know, let's actually do something. And obviously, you know, the set was fantastic for it. The the, the set that yeah, they oh, built it was with beautiful. all these different console rooms and all these different elements, you know, from the bloody TV movie girders down the side, mm-hmm. and you know, I loved the Tom Baker TARDIS console up on the oh, ceiling, and it was, it was just very so cleverly lovely. done. I, I, yeah, I have to sort of look at those set pieces and wonder how many. Uh, of those original props have now been Frankenstein sort of like sawn in half to construct that set because that yeah. Matt Smith one looks suspiciously like the original Matt Smith set. It, it and did, And also the Eccleston one and the Hartnell one looks like the one that came out of the experience. So I wonder how many of them have been bodged together like that. Yeah, I was a bit worried. I was like, well, please tell me you've not destroyed these wonderful things <laughs> just, just to make this set. But, you know... It it is the way. It's the way these things are done. You know, we see it in old Doctor Who that you're like, oh yeah, that there was that nice bit of scenery that's now been smashed up and built into something. Oh else. yeah, there's that um, there's that Cyberman gun that's being used by the uh, the Sea Devils or whatever. It happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would uh, very much uh, like to see this set appear at a convention uh, if they do. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Convention. Oh, that would be, be cool. a fabulous photo op, wouldn't it? To go in there with. Yeah, with Fraser and uh, and Wendy. That'd be that'd be great. Yes, they could be sat in their armchairs and you stood in the middle. Um, yeah. yeah, no, it was it was great. The the they did a really good job with the with the set pieces. Um, they you know it, just a very clever clever idea. Um, I've seen a few people say that maybe the doctors are the curator. You know, could this be the curator coming back yeah. to pick up companions? Which you know, I think particularly in Colin's case. Mm. that I think has even more weight because obviously Colin does not, is not dressed like his doctor. I know his no. coat, his coat had, you know, the most appearances 
out of mm. uh, everything, you know, his coat was in every <laughs> every every episode. I was a bit disappointed that he didn't put the outfit on, though. I mean, I thought what they'd given him was a nice, yes. you know, a nice way of honouring it because he's got like the checkered bit on the back of his Shirts. waistcoat, and yeah, and you know, yeah. he's got the handkerchief and stuff that's very similar. And he's got a polka dot cravat, um, got a dog on his badge uh, on his lapel. What's that about? Why has he got a fucking dog? What? This, this is this is definitely the the war doctor, isn't it? <laughs> the doctor of yeah. war. It's, it's the Valiard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that, but so, you know, I guess he probably just said, no, I'm not putting that costume on, which I think is a shame because obviously Peter and Sylve, you know, they just went with it and said, come on, we'll, yeah, we'll do it. Um, but hey-ho. I don't know. I, I, I think there's a certain dignity to Colin <laughs> not doing it. You know, that I think I think he gets out of saying no and also gets out of, you know, wearing his own thing. I think it, yeah. was, it was right for him to have that costume because it's, it is a bit of a, a ball and chain around his neck, that costume, mm. in light of his doctor, because yeah. it's, it, it's, it's a bit of a bloody smokescreen for his character. You know, yes. that there's, that there's something beyond that, that clown outfit. And so given that he was very vocal in the years afterwards about how much he hated it and how much he wanted to wear something different and that yeah. people presented him with different options of things to wear. I think it yeah. is nice that finally we have got uh, a version of the sixth doctor on screen that isn't wearing that fucking outfit and that isn't a guardian <laughs> on the edge wearing their fucking robes. Um, it was nice yeah. to have this as like a little alternative. And of course, uh, a massive help for uh, character options and their range of old men action figures, uh, which I'm sure that we'll all get at some point. Uh, the big question, though, when we come to costumes and discussing the costumes that we saw in the Tales of the Doctor, uh, Tales of the Tardis, excuse me, uh, what did Sylv, uh, what, what did Johnny think of Sylv's costume? Oh, well, I mean, you do, there's no need to ask me because the man himself no. is only next door. Jonathan! <laughs> Hello. Uh, Hello, how are right. you? We need... I'm, I'm very, very well, thank you. Uh, I, I we need... Put your, put your mouth right there. <laughs> yeah. Hello. We need to... That's what he said. We need to get the uh, the lowdown on this Sylvester McCoy costume from Tales of the Tardis. So tell us what uh, you thought. Yeah, what a shame. <laughs> oh, again. Bloody what hell. a shame. Uh, Look, why didn't they ask me? I could have give, given know, all the good stuff. I know. And um, By the way, thanks for letting that guy know. <laughs> I did know. Yes, yes. Scott what Hancock did he, what, what is, did he is, is say? aware. Uh, he said that it was like uh, someone put a gun to your head or something. Yeah, he said. He said it sounds like you're in a hostage situation when you ask. Yeah, that. well, basically you are. So keep on at him. If he ever Pretty comes much. back to you again, say look. <laughs> if they're doing it again, say look. I don't want any money for it. I just want to be able to say have this good costume, have some actual screen used paraphernalia, and a credit that says Hanky Wrangler at the end. That's all at we want. At the end, yes, please. That'd be lovely. Yeah, yeah thank you very much. So um, what, so was, wrong what with it? was right and what was wrong? Yeah. Um, I mean, it looked, obviously it was a lot better than the uh, outfit he wore in the um, Power, of the Doctor. Power of the Doctor. A lot better than that. Yeah. At least he didn't have that stupid jumper tucked in. Um, so um, the jumper actually was pretty good. It was, it was different. Mm. I think it was a different jumper to the other one. Um, okay. What was good? Uh, um... Um, <laughs> um, well, the hat was a disaster. The hat was a disaster because obviously they used Peter Davison's one and put the Lavazzi 
no. um, scarf around the hat band as the hat band. So that oh, was appalling. Dear. Yeah, that wasn't good. It was. Um, it was funny because it was the first shot of the thing, and Jonathan went. What the bloody hell is that? What's going on with that hat or something? It was so funny. Um, so yeah, so that wasn't so good. Uh, obviously, the Broly was a shit one um, at the Vartsy one or something. But you know, better than nothing, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. Or brown jacket, wasn't it? it wasn't the, the jacket actually was brown pretty jacket. good? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. brown jacket was pretty good, and it had the it had the the thing on the back as well. So that was pretty good. Um, uh, had a chain. I think the chain might have been gold though, not silver. I can't remember. I've only watched it once. Um, that was mm. enough. Uh, actually, quite enjoyed it. Actually, it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> good. Uh, I did enjoy it. Uh, he did. He got. He got teary. I got quite emotional at the end. Yeah. I. I was going to ask you did. that f- a final line. Yeah. I've literally just seen it about I love you. What did you yeah. make of that? Oh, it was lovely. Yeah. Very emotional. No, I thought it was great. I thought they were brilliant, both of them together. You know, really good. Mm. Um. So what else? Uh. No anyway, hanky. what else did I hate? No, no hanky <laughs> yeah, in his pocket, no unfortunately. Yeah. Could have asked me. I could have let him have his actual one, but, you know, there True. we go. Um, shoes actually were pretty good. His shoes were not bad. I mean, they weren't perfect, mm-hmm. but they weren't bad. Um, tie was wrong. Tie was wrong. Again, I've got the tie now. He could have had the tie. Unbelievable. Well, I, I, know. I think I think you just need to offer your services up. I think what you should do is mm. you should drive up to the front door of uh, Bad Wolf Studios yeah. Waving your tie on your hanky in front of them and demand to see Russell or to be seen, yeah. some bad shit's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> and, and, but he knows me now, so because he borrowed my brolly for the photo shoot a little while ago. He does, he does, and they know you in Bad Wolf. As a result, there's a there's a, <laughs> a, a photo of you in the foyer. No he says, "Do not let this man near the near the building." <laughs> no entry. Keep out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought but it was good. I enjoyed it. It was good. Excellent. No, you, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I thought they were fabulous. Yeah, the only one I haven't seen yet is the Time Mendler, but I I really liked all oh, of them. Yeah. I thought that the 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 Fenric one was the best in terms of, I guess, yeah, sort of a bit of closure, bit of yeah. you know, kind of wrapping that whole thing up. It, it does sort of feel like I think, obviously, having seen Ace in Power of the Doctor, that yeah. mm. we've drawn a line under all of that. I, I feel like we've drawn a line under a lot of those actors coming back to the show now. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But there's certainly potential, um, isn't there, for the, for them to come back? So. Yeah, I mean, I, I just hope. So, they if do you're more watching BBC, you know who to get in contact with. This each or this one. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, email us the review of death at gmail.com. We'll put you in touch with Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> right, I better go. Things to do. Super. Take care, Enjoy Jag Race. Ciao. All the best. Yeah. <laughs> See you, mate. Uh, so there we go. Fabulous. Of course, we had to get Johnny in to uh, to weigh in. Nice, on the topic. nice little little cameo there. Um, little cameo yeah. from Johnny. Um, but I. Uh, Seeing as we're talking about the silver one, uh, I, yeah, I, I agree with him. I think that was the, I think it was the best one, like mm. you said, because it, it it rounded it all off nicely. Um, you felt like, you know, we're never going to see how Ace left the Doctor, but yeah, you know, because even in the power of the Doctor, it just felt a bit vague. It was just mm. like, oh, you know, I left, and you know, things were unsaid. And it was kind of like, oh, you know, this was the, your opportunity to sort of. Kind of mm. tell us what went wrong. Uh, so mm. I'm glad that they sort of did that. Um, it also has it made dimensions in time canon. This is the real question. Well, we we discussed this when we did the commentary for Dimensions in Time, which comes out on the 23rd of November, by the way, on the Patreon, everybody. So you should listen to that. Uh, there is a line of dialogue. Uh, oh, I can't remember where it is. I can't remember what the mention of it was, but it does make Dimensions in Time canon. It was in a TV episode. Oh. In the 
In a TV what episode? I'm sure it was. I can't remember now. Oh, God. I can't remember that. Um, but obviously oh. in this, he says that Ace left after an adventure with the Rani, after a busy day with yeah. the Rani or something. Now, obviously people were saying <clears throat> that therefore makes Dimensions in Time canon. There is nothing in Dimensions in Time that makes, that, on Ace's face, that makes it seem like she wants to leave at the end of that story. Well, apart from the fact that Sophie's actually hung over during the film with it. <laughs> Other than that. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think you can read it one of two ways. You can either say, mm. right, well, it's Dimensions in Time or there was another adventure and it just happened to be the Rani, which is kind of what yeah. I'm I'm edging towards. Um, but it was lovely. And yeah, you know, hearing her say, I love you and I love you too from mm. the seventh song. Ah, it was, I, I was properly choked up come the end. It was, it was, it was really like, nice. Um and interesting that it also went down a sort of similar route, although perhaps in the less platonic meaning of I love you, with yeah. Joe, Clyde asking Joe if if you loved the Doctor. Um, yeah. And then also nice that she sort of said, uh, but in a different way to Clive and uh, all that sort of stuff. I yeah. just thought it was, oh, yeah. it was really beautifully done, all of that stuff. I, I think that, that this so far, we're only, you know, a week into November and already... If we just got this for the 60th anniversary, I think we'd all be very happy, wouldn't we? Oh, definitely, for for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was beautifully done. As something that seemed to be like a, I guess, quite a quick turnaround project. Um, mm. You know, it was it was really well done because I think this the Sylvester and Ace one was recorded the same day as the concert back in October. So it's wow. been very recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hang on. Holy I, hell. Oh, and he's near peace. So he got, I speak to Billy. Where oh, is he? He's here. Okay. It's oh, very important. Oh, very Go important. On. I don't I don't know what's going on now. Right, I just double checked because I want to make sure I was right. Uh the chain was correct, <laughs> but but I don't laugh. The right. chain was correct, but it was yeah. round the wrong way. So he had it. Fucking hell, we can't have anything. Yeah, it, that's right. So it, it should have been the long version. He had it the short version, like in the earlier season. So that was the problem. I knew there was something not right. All now right. everybody well, be happy we, we, now. We the got world to the bottom can continue spinning on its axis. Excellent. Right. Everybody knows. Everybody knows. Thanks, know. Johnny. All right. Ciao again. Bye. Cheers, mate. All the best. President, wow. Doctor Who so, expert, and uh, loony Jonathan Toffolo there. <laughs> there we uh, go. To, yeah. to join us for people, a quick people chat. Can, people right. can sleep easy there. Yeah, um, let's uh, <laughs> let's move on and talk about something else in case he comes back. Uh, so, uh, talking Doctor Who was another thing yeah. that came oh, out uh, as part hang of on. that. We got, oh. we, we got we got loads of stuff to say about Tales of the Tardis. Yeah, come on. Uh, what did you, got, okay? Come uh, on. What, what do we think about the Mind Robber one? I thought that was really lovely. I mean, obviously, the main takeaway from that is that Jamie and Victoria of uh, Jamie and Zoe, excuse me, have got their memories back, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. That was that was really nice as well, but I suppose it's it's tricky with an era where, like, obviously Jamie is like the constant pretty much for, yeah. for the second Doctor, and it, it wasn't really at a time where there was a lot to divulge about the relationship between the second Doctor and Jamie outside of slash fan fiction that you find on certain illicit websites. <laughs> there wasn't yeah. an awful lot there to no. sort of dive into in terms of their relationship. So to make it about those two and their memories and being older and what they've done yeah. since. And then obviously the mentions of Victoria at the end were, were really, yeah. um, yeah, that was, that, that was great from like a, 
I guess it was it was kind of the biggest shift in continuity out of all of them because we're getting these two characters, you know, regaining their memories yeah. of. Uh, maybe they are actually dead. Maybe this really is the afterlife. <laughs> no, I hope not. Because the first thing I thought of was, oh, I wonder if Fraser was able to pitch his idea to Russell and be like, bring me back and we can do the Laird of the McCrimmon now that I'm an old man. And now he's got his memories yeah. back. And what a great costume he had. He had a lovely costume. Yeah. And, you know, he's got this huge family. It'd be great. They could do it. They could yeah. have shoot Shooty Gatwa in his kilt. Yeah, it's, it, it's who, meant to who be. It's got the Scottish ties. It is going to happen, surely. It, it has to. Come on. Come on, Russell. You know, we all want to see Fingers it. We crossed. all want to see Fraser and Shooty. It'd be brilliant. Uh, I, I'd love it. Um, w- one thing I did really like was the way in these uh, Tales of the Toddlers is how they transitioned from widescreen yes. to four by three. They did some lovely yeah. transitions. Really classy. Yeah, there were some great ones. Um, Vengeance on Varos had a good one at the end. When it cuts to the, yeah, with the, the static, static on the telly, yeah, mm. Re- really great stuff. Um, you know, really nicely thought out because I guess that is quite tricky, isn't it? To think right, how are we gonna how are we gonna make these two things line up? Because when we first saw yeah. the, the production stills and they had that little um, Jodie Whittaker Tardis playset <laughs> on the floor, yeah. Um, yeah. At first, I was like, "Oh, is there going to be like, is it going to be like a hologram projection thing? Are they going to watch the the mm. episode and then it'll just like zoom in and you know, or, or something?" Uh, but obviously, that wasn't the case. It was supposed to be the fire, which was a clever idea. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I like the very literal campfire. Yeah, uh, visual. Yeah. Um. So that, so that was good. Um. I, yeah. So I I really liked that one. Um. Like I said, the three doctors one was nice but obviously didn't quite have the same emotional connection with Clyde. Yeah. But obviously all that stuff about, you know, Katie talking about, Katie, about Joe talking about the Doctor and then of course- with One Cliff. and the same, yeah. Yeah, one and the same. And then like you said, the, the ending was was really lovely. Uh, and so nice that they got Katie John's actual jacket from Planet of the yeah. Daleks, you know, the one that Mark Gatiss owns. So that was really, really nice. Um, obviously you've not watched The Time Meddler. Um, I haven't, it's the only one I haven't seen. But you must watch it because that was really good. Um, those two were again. It just it just cemented, you know, people's ideas about the relationships of these characters. You know, the sort mm. of unspoken things that you know aren't said mm. in those eras. You know, they 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 were they were sort of spoken here. Um, and it was it was it was really good. Um, I shan't say any more because I don't want to spoil it for you. Um, yeah, but it, it it was great, and again, obviously connecting to what we'd seen with the collection set season two trailer because Vicky mm. was in her, um, you know, her, her Greek toga, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Earthshock was good because obviously it cleared up the whole Adric thing and this idea of like, yeah. well, the reason why we didn't grieve was because you know I just need to keep going, and you know, they, I felt mm. like it gave it a good a good excuse um, for. Yes not having the, you know, the, the obvious emotional uh, moment that we obviously talked about when we reviewed Time Flight not so long ago. Yeah. Um, so that was good. Oh yeah, he, that was a good transition. The, at the end of that one, when you've got the star uh, on the black background mm. and then it crossfaded to the star in Peter's hand, that was, that was nicely yeah. done. Lovely. Um, yeah, I think the one that I was, that I didn't like, the, that I liked the least... So obviously we said the Fenric one was brilliant because it 
cleared yeah. everything up. And they had that nice ending where, you know, they're going around the TARDISes and they're pressing all the buttons and Sills playing the, the buttons. Playing the spoons, you know. Again, that's the convention thing, isn't it? That's what they used to do at the yeah. convention. So again, it's that that blurred line between performer and character. Um, but the one that I wasn't so keen on was the Vengeance on Varos mm. one. Okay. Because I thought there just wasn't... I think, you know, without being too mean about it, I think Colin upstaged Nicola Bryant. Mm. I don't think Nicola had an awful lot to give. Both, you know, just on the, on the script point of view, I didn't yes. think there was really much yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and it just felt like sort of Colin talking at her a bit. But I thought Colin, out of all of them, I thought Colin was the most, his performance was the most consistent from back in the day. Yes, I, I, I would agree with that. And I, I also agree with, with what Nicola was given to work with. But then I think the problem with that is the idea that she shacks up with King Yakranos and becomes a warrior queen anyway yeah. is sort of laughable. It, yeah. you know, I, you, I, don't, I don't buy that anyway. And no. then Nicola's trying to sell it with a script that isn't giving her a lot to say. No. So, because uh, I guess even the, I guess even the writers thinking, you know, this is mad. Like you said, this is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, <laughs> how, how you this is a very hard sell. Um, yeah, you know, unless we sort of found out that Perry had a thing for dad bods and big beards uh, earlier yeah. on in an earlier story and being yelled at a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I Which, really like she, men with very... loud voices, uh, big stomachs, um, great big bushy beards. <laughs> And that's why I'm very happy to see the sick doctor now as a goatee. Yeah. <laughs> She's My well God, into yeah, that's it. Now. Right up her alley. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I agree. Uh, I mean, I obviously haven't seen the Time Meddler one, but out of all of them, I, I felt like that was the one that had the least to give. Yeah. Uh, which is ironic as well, considering the fact that I understand that the sick doctor and Perry have sort of fixed their relationship between Revelation of the Daleks and the Mysterious Planet. But... Yeah. There's still a lot there, you know. It's not like him strangling her didn't happen, and all the unpleasantness sort of earlier in that season. Well, this is the thing. This is what Annie said. Uh, uh, she was like, you know, there's so much they could have. It would have been more interesting for her to have been slightly reluctant to, you know, be happy to see the doctor because she's like, well, yeah. actually, you know, I've had a lot of time to think about the way our relationship worked and, you know, you, you did all this awful mm. shit. And then I ended up being stranded with Brian Blessed for the rest of my life. Mm. And you never once came back to, to try and find me. Yeah. I, I've, I've never pictured their reunion as being anything other than frosty. If they were to come back together, yeah. I always imagined that it would be sort of testy and, and, and Nicola's character, you know, Perry would sort of not, yeah, not, not be, that forthcoming emotionally in, you know, in yeah. terms of being pleasant with each other, you know? Yeah. And back I think, a bit. yeah, I think there could have been, I mean, I know they've only got like 10 minutes or whatever to, to tell this yeah. story in. So it's very hard because, you know, you could, you could bloody write a doctor who story just about that. I'm sure big finish have already done it. I, I, I don't know. Um, well, this, this is the thing as well. Like, so do, do they not discuss a lot of the stuff that has happened uh, post the TV series? Because obviously, Big Finish occupies that space. Um, you know, what's yeah. the state of Big Finish now in this in this modern era? Because there was no mention of any companions from uh, the Big Finish sort of uh, no. pantheon. No. Um, 
and I feel like they would have done that had had they got the opportunity because of course Scott Hancock basically well, well, yeah. got the promotion directly from Big Finish into proper Doctor Who. So yeah. interesting, I thought that they that they didn't touch on any of that at all. Yeah, um, and I know sort of people were talking about you know what other what other pairings would we like to see in the future, mm. and I mean I think you could easily do one with Sylvester and Mel. Um, oh yeah. You know, the, 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 and I think, you know, you easily do one with Peter and Nyssa. Um, and it's a shame, really, that they didn't use Nyssa because obviously Janet, Janet just had a big return to yeah, the screen. Yeah, yeah, true. It, I mean, it would have been poor nice for bloody her. Matthew Waterhouse. I mean, let's, should we talk about Matthew's tweets? It's true. <laughs> which was hilarious. So he was at a convention and then did he bump into, was it Fraser and Wendy? Yes. Yeah. And he thought and they, they were there. told him. Yeah. yeah, what what they were up to, and then it turns out that it's for this thing, and they did the Earthshock one and didn't invite him. Which yeah. you know, I thought it was quite interesting. You know, he made like eight tweets in a thread about it or something, and yeah. then a couple of hours or a day or so later went, I- I'm not annoyed about it. You know, it's just like <laughs> all right, but. Uh, and he sort of said, he was like, well, they couldn't use Adric because Adric's dead. And then Annie said yeah. to me afterwards, she's like, well, hang on a minute. If this is a memory TARDIS and, you know, we already well, see yeah. the TARDIS generate Cliff back from the dead. Yeah. You know, Adric could have turned up. He could have been like, hi, I'm he here, could guys. Have. There's no excuse. <laughs> and they then they would have gone, that oh, Matthew doesn't watch. <laughs> <laughs> they just have to hope that Matthew doesn't watch that one because yeah. that excuse doesn't fly anymore. Um <laughs> Yeah, very, very interesting. Uh, so, in, yeah, in terms of other pairings, obviously you said like Seven and Mel, um, uh, Six and Mel, you know, to yeah. kind of dovetail into uh, the, the, the um, Terror of the Vervoids. They, 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 could put the, they could put the Vervoids without all the trial mm. stuff on there now. Yeah, That exactly. could be the vision because they did, because it was the special edition of Fenric, wasn't it? That was the... Yes, the version that they played. So, I, yeah, they the could easily player, yeah. do that. Um, that'd be good, actually. That'd be an, a, a very clever workaround. And you know, it's always I'd a, like to an, see that. Yeah, that would be good. Uh, and especially now with Mel obviously being so um, at the forefront of you know the new series. Yes. Obviously, if anyone watched the Disney Plus sixtieth uh, anniversary mm, trailer. trailer, you might have seen Melanie Bush over the toy maker's um, left shoulder, <laughs> standing in the background. Yeah. Standing in the background. Yes, I'm sure someone at the BBC went, "Oh bollocks!" when they saw that. For God's sake. Well, um, I mean, it's not like we we don't know that she's in it, and also we know she's on that unit set, so we'd imagine that she's involved in that stuff. Yeah, so it's not a major. And thing. I reckon I, I put money on Sophie Aldred being in something as well at some point, whether she's oh, part yeah? of the unit team. Because a- uh, Ace, because the Doctor turns around to Ace at the end of that Tales of the TARDIS and says, it goes mm. on about, oh, you know, should we, you, you, you know, your grand would be so proud, you know, of everything that you've achieved, and blah, 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 blah. And he said, and the best is, is still to come. And I thought, oh, mm. do we think that there's going to be something there for Sophie to do. And I mean, she's so good. She's excellent. She was brilliant she in that. She, so I, I, I would not be back? surprised. I would not yeah. be surprised. And she's just the kind of character that, you know, like you'd want to bridge that gap and, and to yeah. be part of that team. Um, yeah. I, I saw a lot of people commenting on the the fact that she's hung up the, the uh, bomber jacket. Yeah. Um, and that that's that they felt a bit disappointed that she seems to have sort of renounced her 
uh, angsty ways. No, no, they got it wrong because that ties into the trailer for the season 26 box set because it's hung up in the office and then Sylv turns up and she grabs it to go off on the adventures. So, you know. It's all connected. It's all it's connected. All connected. It all makes sense. And, and like Paul McGowan, I don't think Paul McGowan would be a very easy one to do because all of the no. characters from that film are obviously off limits for anything other than the master. So unless they could get no, Eric that Roberts, would be interesting. that would be fecking great if they could get Eric Roberts and Paul McGann that. back. That would be brilliant. Um, that would so, be superb. Yeah, that would be really, really cool. Uh, otherwise, you know, you'd end up getting Charlie Pollard. And, you, and then you know, cutting to the TV movie. Yeah. He'd be like, uh, did I ever tell you about how I regenerated into this body? Well, let me tell you, Charlie. Sit down, have a cup of tea, and I'll tell you about the time I got shot. <laughs> I got shot by gangs in, a, in an alleyway. <laughs> um, oh, dear. Right. Well, that's Tales from the TARDIS. Um, yeah. Fabulous addition and, and, and a pleasure to have as part of the kind of pantheon of Doctor Who. Um, yeah. Now, right up my alley, also as part of that initial drop of the Hooniverse, was Talking Doctor Who. I love my archive telly. Yeah. Um, I love talking heads. And this was lovely. This was David Tennant presenting various clips from the Doctor Who archives at the BBC, from William Hartnell's one sort of screen interview appearing in Panto in Taunton, I think it was. Yeah. Um, so not far. Right through, not far, yeah, BBC Points West. Actually, there were quite a few, a lot of BBC West, BBC Points West interviews here. There was Tom yeah. in Wookiee Hole. Yeah. Um uh there were there were a couple of others as well, I'm I'm sure. Uh John obviously collapsing the caravan, which was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Uh as a, a lovely bit of uh lovely bit of archive. Alan Wicker interviewing Terry Nation. Obviously we we know that one from more than thirty, 30 years in the TARDIS. Years, yeah. Um uh, there were two <clears throat> interviews that, that were lifted from the story of Doctor Who, one with Elizabeth Slade and one with Colin Baker. Yeah. Um I think the best one though, and I hadn't really seen it before was uh colin and peter on that talk show together oh, yeah and peter's yeah. in his in his tux and i've yeah. never seen that interview before and i just thought you, you've never you never see that on a talk show when doctors are changing over you get the old one and the new one coming in no to talk so it's really weird know, although they didn't it? talk all that much about it it was weird um yeah. although they don't talk all that much about it it was nice to see them and colin is clearly right in the middle of filming because his hair is like perfect Yes. Sixth Doctor. Sixth Doctor hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Meanwhile, the, Peter's and, hair uh, Peter, is like completely devoid of any Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah, he's pieced out. He's like, I'm going to get yeah. as far away from this thing as possible. I am available to play the next James Bond. That's why I'm wearing this <laughs> tux. Um, and the, I, the only thing is, I would have really liked to have seen a bit more of uh, David Tennant talking offhand rather than the straight down the barrel, you know, auto qubits, because the sequence where he watches. Tom regenerating, regenerating yeah. to Peter was lovely, and I would have yeah. liked a little bit more of that, uh, and 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 him sort of talking about his memories of watching Doctor Who and so on, w w fantastic. And I just wish there was a bit more. That's exactly what I thought. I thought that's what it was going to be more of. That you know, I thought it was going to mm. be less David Tennant saying it, like introducing these clips, and more of him sort of putting his own sort of fan critique on stuff mm. uh, like he did with the Logopolis things, which was brilliant. And I think that was definitely the best bit of the, of the whole documentary. So I enjoyed it, but I was, I was kind of left wanting really, because I really yeah. could have, I could have just happily have lost some of the, the interviews uh, and just had David yeah. Tennant talking about his experiences of like watching these key moments, you know, as a fan and the program, you know, as it changed. 
Um, but it was it was good. It was you know I I cannot grumble at getting extra Doctor Who content. I think the best bit for me was uh, Peter appearing on Blue Peter. Oh yeah, and saying that he had just bumped into Pat Troughton in the BBC car park. Yeah. Which was very interesting. So I guess if we backdate whenever that was taped, <laughs> that is the date that he is told by Pat only do do three years. Yeah, uh, that's that's the fateful day it happened, and it's caught on tape. So he's probably sat there, sort of yeah. reeling from that, thinking, "Oh the, shit, I've got to make the, a decision here." Yeah, the cogs are turning in his head, like, "Right, don't get too comfortable." <laughs> yeah, exactly, and don't promise anything that you're not going to no. follow through on. Now that you've sort of heard that yeah, bit yeah, of advice, yeah. um, the Doctor Donathan has just finished. Yeah, uh, they had a screening in London, uh, at a nice big cinema. I think it was called the Genesis, uh, right. and obviously it was streaming on iPlayer, I believe, as well. The whole marathon was was happening at the same time. So oh, was it? I didn't realise that. Obviously, I, thought you I, just, I think so. I, or I think you just played it episode by episode. I didn't realise they. Just... I, I I had a feeling there might have been a playlist, maybe even or, or something like that, just to kind of help people navigate it. Oh, fair um, enough. But that was fabulous. So th- I think a lot of people seem to really enjoy that. Um, now, uh, just before we get into the most contentious thing, I think that we need to discuss. Yeah. Um, two little bits of housekeeping. Firstly, Doctor Who magazine, 60 moments in time. Yeah. Um, you heard us grumble about that slightly earlier. I am, I'm not credited correctly in the photo captions, but that's fine. But we've both been interviewed for that. So go and pick up a copy. Um, I've seen some, some pages from it that we're not Mm -hmm. involved with. Uh, and they're fine. Obviously, you just get it for us. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's a really, really lovely spread. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of really, really nice things it's in there. A, it looks like a huge bloody book. Mm. It, a, it, it comes it in its like own like, slipcase. Yeah, it looks amazing. So I'm uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting my copy and flicking through it for sure. Excellent. Um, David Tennant will star as Doctor Number 14 in a special scene for Children in Need yep. on the 17th of November. And also concurrently... Doctor Who Unleashed will get a special episode dropping exclusively on iPlayer, mm. I believe, on the same day. So what do we think that is? Do we think that's behind the scenes of Children in Need? Or is this like a bit of prep warming up to Doctor Who Unleashed as a, as a whole? I reckon it's going to be a behind the scenes of the Children in Need scene. And I, I reckon that the Children in Need scene will be a specially written lead-in to... Uh, you know the new one. It might even be the first time yeah. we see the TARDIS. It'll probably all be on I the TARDIS. I was just set. about to ask that actually, because as part of uh, SFX's coverage of the Doctor Who's 60th anniversary, we've got a brand new pair of photos of uh, David. Yeah. Uh, in a, a set. Yeah. Uh, and people are saying online that uh, spherical, cylindrical set that he's in is yeah. part of the new TARDIS, and that's the yeah. most we've seen of it besides close-ups that we assume are of the controls that were posted on Who Spy. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I I, mean, we were talking about this months ago when they did the month of the Sonic Screwdriver and the month of the TARDIS and stuff. We suspected that we were going to get some kind of a reveal months ago on Twitter because um, that seemed to be the way that the content was sort of trending. That yeah. obviously hasn't turned out to be the case. But it would not surprise me at all if we see the, uh, we see the, the interior before it debuts on telly. And I mean... If it's as big and wonderful as we think it is, um, and mm. the TARDIS, um, if it's as big, if it's as, if it's, so, a, if, speak if it's yourself, 
<laughs> if it's as much of a spectacle <laughs> as we think it is, what better way than to show off what Doctor Who now looks like than on Children in yeah. Need when you've got millions of people watching, you know, one of the most watched things. Well, do you is reckon it not? still? I don't well, know. I, I mean... I mean, I don't it, watch it anymore. They've got to have decent stuff on there. <laughs> well, precisely. I mean, like, I, I don't know what, what else people are watching Children in Need for. I, I, I Obviously, it's going to be... I don't think it's as big as if you debut the uh, console, you know, before Strictly. It's. I don't think you know. You reckon, do, you reckon, do you reckon Strictly gets more? In terms of gets figures. more views. Yeah. Do you reckon? I would wow. say. I mean, I don't know what else has been announced for Children in Need, but no, like I haven't said, seen anything I, actually. You know, I, I haven't watched it for years and years. So um, I guess it's gone are the days when you had like good. When you were asking, say, gone are the days when you had good, good, good comedians doing children in need, like French and Saunders and, they weren't and stuff like that. They weren't afraid to speak their mind and, and talk about how we're all feeling. <laughs> oh my god! Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh well, maybe I'm, maybe not. Then maybe I'm, maybe I'm just seeing it through rose-tinted glasses. Children in need. Um, maybe it's still maybe be you're good though. Through, you know, people, yeah, people will be watching. Will. People will be watching, and I I'll get to see, see the TARDIS. Picture the last Maybe. shot of it being like a big, nice, wide pullout of the set. Yeah. And then at least that leaves a little bit to the imagination of, of the intricate details and what the rest of the set looks like. Yeah. Um, because I imagine this would have had to have been studio bound and maybe even recorded way after the 60th stuff was done. Yes. Yeah. We know that David was doing a lot of pickups and reshoots for stuff sort of fairly yeah. recently. I think a lot of people suspected it was for some kind of Fortnite thing. Oh, right. um, but that obviously didn't happen because there was supposed to be a specially shot Fortnite trailer at some point that was going to oh, come really? out. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Interesting. Because yeah. I, I, I wondered if it was the trailer, that the teaser that came out the other day that they play on BBC oh, yeah. where he's waving of the his really creepy smirk. Yeah, what is that about? He looks... I don't know. Yeah, that is... You know, I always thought Peter Capaldi had a creepy sort of smile... But mm, that, that, that was, was a bit much, David. It was a yeah. bit much. You know, it's like, oh dear, I wouldn't want to want to bump into you <laughs> in a down, down a dark alley. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, let's talk about the, the 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 kind of the most contentious thing I think that's come out of the 60th anniversary so far before we wrap mm. things up, and that is that Shooty Gap was first series as the Doctor is going to be referred to as season one, dun, dun, dun. Uh, not series fourteen. Yeah. Uh, not series one, not series finale, but season one. Um, I think people maybe suspected this was going to happen when on iPlayer, uh, the seasons when they were chopped up was, you know, Classic Who with the um, uh, Pertwee TV. McGann logo, yeah. 63 to 89, and then Doctor Who, 2005 to 2022. And then that leaves the door open for them to create a third strand, which I guess is going to start with, with Shooty Gatwa. Yeah. Um, so, what do we what do we think of of it being referred to as season one now? Well, if you cast your mind back to when we first started this podcast, um, mm. and I can't remember if it was the very first episode, or it might have been the episode where Russell T Davies had been announced. Um, if you cast your mind back to that episode, I think you'll find that in that episode, I actually say. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised, nay, I think it's a very good idea if they call this Series 1 because okay. it needs to stand on its own two feet again. It, if it's going to be a big rebrand and a big fresh start for the programme, you need to forget that there's been 
14 series before mm. it. Uh, because I think that's going to be off-putting for a lot of people. And I think that's mm. why the specials are going to be, although they may very well introduce Shooty Gatwa as the Doctor in some capacity, given that he appears in the trailers, um, I think that's why they're being sort of treated as their own standalone thing, so that if you don't watch them, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but so long as you tune in on Christmas Day for that first episode, then mm. that is when the Shooty era begins. Uh, I, th yeah. I think it makes sense. I think the only people who are getting upset about it are the people who are worried about their DVD spines. And, you know... Well, they are the most important of Doctor Who fans, and I, I am one of them. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to get arsy about it, then, well, you know, you should be calling this season whatever it is, 40-something, you know? Well, it precisely. I, I, think, I think the reason that people are so surprised by it is obviously the proximity to the previous era. Yeah. Um and I can't really think of many TV shows that would take like 2 years off, still be continuing the same story and then not change the kind of main title of the program without a subtitle and just start from season 1 again. Yeah. Uh, I think that's probably why people are surprised by it. But like you say, I I don't think it's a bad idea. I mean, we see in America the way that the uh collection sets are promoted mm. is to have it by season for each doctor. So Season twelve is Tom Baker series one, for yeah. example, yeah. Um, and I, I think that will make it easier for people to tune in on. And uh, you know, I think of people, you know, of a not that anybody does this anymore, but you know, this is still the kind of the the, the brain, um, the, the the way that I kind of process it is. I see families in the states going into Walmart and looking at box sets on a shelf to pick things mm. up, and they'll see Shooty Gatwa and they'll see season fifteen and the, or fourteen or whatever, and they'll go. I mean, we must have to have watched the previous 14 seasons, so exactly. why would we bother? Exactly. So I, that, I get it from that perspective, totally. Yeah, uh, it, it just makes sense. Um, I don't think it necessarily... It didn't make sense with Matt Smith. I mean, I mean Matt Smith, obviously, you know, it was a complete rebrand. You know, everything mm. in Series 5 was completely new. Um, mm. Like, yeah, I don't think... Other, other than, you know... Um, the fact that he's wearing David's clothes and he's got David's TARDIS yeah. at the very beginning. Now, other than that, you know, it is completely new from the ground up. Um, and, you know, with this shooty series, you know, it's only really Jodie's police box that is the thing mm. that's carrying across. Uh, yeah. You know, and that that's going to mean nothing to a lot of people. And, you know, hopefully it will bring in a lot more viewers um, knowing that they've not had to have watched like you said, uh, yeah. 13 series prior. Um, so what I, do I don't you know. Think, it's, it, it doesn't what, bother what, me what, what, particularly. What do you think this does for the show narratively? Do you think we're going to get some sort of reset within the program for this to almost justify itself a little bit more than just, just you know, not not? I, I know this, this <sighs> isn't an arbitrary decision, but yeah. is there something that's going to be reflected in the program to, to sort of illustrate the change? I I don't think so. I don't I, I don't think there will be because obviously we've got like Mel coming back and stuff like that. Mm. I think it will still be as referential to the past as ever it's been. Yes. Maybe not quite so much. Well, actually, it might. I mean, it, it feels like it's going to be fairly referential if you're bringing back bloody mm. Melanie Bush um, for God's yeah. sake. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think 
I don't think there's going to be like some Big Bang esque events, which explains why yeah. people don't remember these things, or you know, it won't be anything like that. I don't think. I think it would literally just be an arbitrary thing, like you said, that this series is just called Series One. I think the, the biggest okay. issue is what the feck do we call it? Because we've got classic Who, we've got new well, Who, which is now no longer new I Who. Have, <laughs> I have seen new new Who. I think is a great term. New new Who, new like new, 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 new Who. Earth. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think that's I think that's good. Or think- bad wolf Who, or but then you know when that doesn't when that relationship finishes and the show is made by internally at the BBC again or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, but they still keep the they still keep numbering it from, you know, yeah. the bad wolf reset. You know, what do we do then? So I yeah. think, I, I, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I, I would go new. We don't want to call it Disney Who. No, because how long will that relationship re- last? Exactly, that's the same thing, isn't it? So, so I I think I think something neutral, new new Who. I think for me is what I'll call it. I like that new term. new new Who. Unless unless they come out with something more official. New New Who, yeah, fine. we'll we'll stick with we'll stick with New New Who, yeah. Um, and we are so close to New New Who dropping. I mean, yeah. like the 60th anniversary is the start of that, uh, yeah. which is really exciting. And uh, as of this episode going out, we are what a week and a half, two weeks away from that first story yeah. appearing on television. Yeah, uh, and then just a couple of weeks afterwards, we'll see Shooty Gatwa in his first full adventure for Christmas. Uh, yeah, season fifth. Uh, sorry, season two. Uh, is currently uh, being filmed. Um, bonkers. They're out on location doing that now, which is bonkers. Yep. Um, and there seem to be some pickups maybe done for Christmas before um, this this new lot of uh, filming started. And I think they're doing the Christmas special at the moment, actually, yep. for uh, 2025. Yep. Jesus Christ. No, 2024, excuse me. 2024, uh, yeah, That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, uh, with a couple so, of notable yeah. guest stars as well. As I've seen, yes, there's yep. a couple of... Uh, is the girl from Bridgerton? No, not yeah. Bridgerton. Yeah, she's from Bridgerton. Oh, yeah, it is and, Bridgerton. And uh, Dairy yeah. Girls. Dairy Girls, that's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah so the little she's, blonde she's one. She's good. She'll be um, uh, entertaining, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and who was the other person? There was another big guest star, wasn't there? Yeah, he was in... I want to say he was in... Was he in... He might have been in Game of Thrones at one point. Okay. Maybe. It's not Charles Dance as the Master, is it? It's not Charles Dance as the Master, no. I, I fear that that ship has sailed, sadly. Um, <laughs> as wonderful as that would have been. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I can't remember what he's been in. But he's been in, he's been in stuff. He's been in bits yeah. and pieces. Um, he's been like in he was, stuff. I feel like he was in some comedy on ITV2. The Romans okay. one. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was he in that? What's it? What's that called? Uh, uh, plebs. Plebs. That's it. Yeah. Um, so I, go. I got a funny feeling he might have been in that, but maybe, maybe not. I never watched it. Interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, and and just to say before we round this off, because it feels like we're we're now yes. coming to an end. Um, have you obviously you've been on iPlayer and looked at yes. all the seasons on of Doctor Who, uh, which is crazy. It just feels weird. I know. We we were sat down the other night and we were going through it and Johnny was like, "Oh, can, let's have a look," and he was he, he just like, "Wow, this is so weird," you know. This just at your uh, fingertips like that. Yeah, and it. I was looking at it and I was like, "This feels like a Photoshop 
that someone has yeah, done yeah. on you know on Twitter and gone oh imagine if imagine if um, <laughs> like Jared Groves you know always putting yeah, um, yeah. photoshops of like things like that like what what would it look like on Disney Plus and all this kind of stuff it feels yeah. like you know one one of those jobs um, so it's it's very weird uh, but uh, Chappie at work uh, one of our artists uh, thumbnail artists yeah he. Um, he messaged me and said that he and his mates were starting to watch classic Doctor Who and they started wow. with Spearhead from Space, I guess because it was the first one in colour. Uh, and I, you know, yep. fair enough, that's probably a really good jumping on yeah. point, actually. And he bloody loved it. He said he thought it looked Excellent. great. He thought the effects were good. He loved the fact that it was the Autons. He said, oh, he yeah. said, I didn't, couldn't believe it when the, the guys from that Christopher Eccleston episode turned up. Uh, uh. So it's nice, yeah. So he was really enjoying it, and I said, "Oh, I said the next episode is really good, especially in a post-COVID uh, world." Yeah, watching right. that one, I said, yeah. "You'll enjoy that." So uh, yeah, it's working. Well done, Russell. You've, you've got working. at least a couple of people. <laughs> it's fantastic. You know, I, I was I, I've been telling mum and dad. You know, it's it's all on there. Like you can just watch it whenever you fancy now. You can tune yeah. in and and all that. And I I think that. While I, I can't imagine a lot of people who aren't Doctor Who fans necessarily, unless they're people that have very fond memories of it or just fancy tuning in because they're into old telly, I can't yeah. imagine that the colourised version of the Daleks is going to on- onboard a lot of people on the night. But for people no. like your friend and yeah. for other people that we might kind of like rope in on it and go, look, you know, check this out. This is a, an interesting way of getting into the programme from that period. Yeah, I think that that is what this 60th anniversary is going to be remembered for is suddenly the 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 universe becomes infinitely more accessible not just yeah. from a technical standpoint of things going on the iPlayer but also actually just the way that the stuff is put across and the stuff is delivered yeah. um and you know trying to make doctor who as impenetrable as possible for an audience that around the world are hopefully suddenly going to become really interested in it with Shuti Gatwa as yeah. the new doctor and i guess the 60th anniversary specials but i think that this is this is more of a build up to how the show wants to be represented from Christmas onwards yeah. and that the 60th anniversary is just sort of a means to get there um, and to raise the profile of the show, old doctor, old companion coming back, biggest period of the program in the history of the show uh, mm-hmm. and do that celebration. And then we're on to all the new stuff, yeah. um, which is yeah, obviously crazy exciting. So Very exciting. Um, yeah, I think that might be it for this quick Hooniverse uh, catch up. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I'm sure lots has happened between us recording this and it going out. But yeah. if you want our thoughts and feelings and opinions and all of that, then you can catch us on our social medias over on Twitter. Yeah, uh, You can catch us over on the Review of Death Patreon, which yeah. is very active this uh, November. We've just put a 40th anniversary retrospective up last week, which is good fun. And then next week uh, as part of the... Uh, oh, no, hang on, wait. No, next week we're talking about the Union. Yeah. The Once in Future, the final episode. Yeah. Uh, uh, thank God. And then the week after that, Thursday, the 23rd of <laughs> November. you got to come back November. to it in a year's time, Billy. Oh, God, I'm not doing the coda. <laughs> fuck that. you got no to. Chance. you um, got to. I, 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 I'm, I'm not. You've uh, paid for it. <laughs> <laughs> you've paid for it. You've got all the bloody special editions. <laughs> um, yeah, hopefully they'll sort the foil out on, those, on the ones that come out next year. <laughs> um, yeah, so on the 23rd of November... You've got us previewing the 60th anniversary. Uh, we're going to talk about all the stuff that's happened between this episode you're watching or listening to now going yeah. out and the 23rd of November. 
uh, and Sadly, then not also the on the same day. Because that'll be happening. Sadly, evening. not the Daleks. That'll be yeah. happening later in the day. Yeah. Uh, I, I was and almost then, thinking, I was like, oh, do we delay it and just do the Daleks like a day or two later? But then I thought, we're going to be doing the actual Star Beast, you know. I know. Very All of soon that. Afterwards. Then there's Underwater Menace to catch up There's Underwater up on Menace as well. as well. And I reckon maybe we save the Daleks till January. So it's sort of like. It, it's kind of 60 years since that story went went out over that period. That's actually a really so good we, idea. I like that. We come round to the Daleks sort of in the new year and yeah. one of us can be forced to sit through the seven-part version. We're like, oh, we'll no. Coin, oh, and the other person hell. has to watch the 75-minute edit in colour. Um, <laughs> but uh, yes, also on the 23rd of November, we've got a commentary for Dimensions in Time coming out on the Patreon. So check yeah. that out. Very nice. So lots of cool things to look out for. Um, oh, I never even said we got some over my shoulder. We got some Doctor Who Magic the Gathering oh. cards here from Wizards, who very kindly sent them over. Uh, Thank you, Wizards. We, we got the um, Tenth Doctor deck. Uh, sadly, oh, not mind. the not the classic ones. Um, very very nice of them to send those. Uh, I will open them up at some point. I think uh, Annie and I said we might go to the office. I'll enjoy and- them over Zoom. Yeah, I think we might uh, we might we might do like a little unboxing because she knows how to play the game. She knows that what Magic the Gathering is. Great. I got I got a clue. So it's all double dutch <laughs> to me. I just think, oh, that's a pretty card. Uh, yeah, so that might be something that we do in the future. But uh, yeah, there's lots lots of good stuff to come. And yeah, uh, yeah really exciting. I'm I'm so excited for new Doctor Who. Uh, yeah, I, me I, too. I, I'm looking forward to us finally unpacking sort of what's imminently dropping because yeah. so much stuff has been coming out as part of like the 60th celebrations sort of more generally. Um, yeah. You know, we haven't even talked about Bargain Hunt um, uh, yeah. <laughs> or the the possibly cancelled, I don't know, Secrets and Scandals of Doctor <laughs> Who. I don't know what the fuck's going on with that. Yeah. Um, but I, I might have the only copy in in general population. Uh, uh, so p- maybe I'll, I'll, st- I'll stick it on the Discord. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yes, uh, all of that to look forward to. And we haven't even started to talk about the 60th anniversary specials. I'm also... Yeah. Very, very excited. So, yeah, let's uh, onwards and all that, you know? Yeah, very much so. Well, in that case, we'll see you all on Doctor Who's birthday, 23rd of November. In the meantime, check out the Patreon. And if you haven't liked and subscribed, please do it because that would be very kind of you. Uh, and we'll see you all then. Ta-ra. Bye. I've also grown a moustache. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> do you want a quick, quick, quick plug? He's doing it for a good reason, not just to I'm look doing it. I'm doing it for Movember. Yogscast uh, do, is doing Movember. It's part of the Jingle Jam, which is our big charity that we run uh, during December. And uh, for November, we're doing Movember because Movember is one of our charities. And as you can see, or if you're not li- watching it, if you can listen to... I don't know if you can hear that. It might, my, so- my- it might <laughs> sound a bit more like, uh, I don't know, like dampened. The audio might have been dampened yeah. by the sound of your moustache. Um, it's yeah, like a so pop I've, uh, Yeah, I've got, I've got a tash. So uh, give to Movember because uh, that's why I grew it. So thank you very much. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>